Welcome to the Odd Opinions Podcast. episode everybody this is our first show my name is gareth and uh, we are a f- group of four friends who enjoy talking to each other uh, about random topics and yeah. and uh we figured we would just start recording them so um we're gonna let you guys to get to know us a little bit in this episode and uh so let's get going like i said my name is gareth and to my left, I have Ray. Hey, guys. How are y'all tonight? And then across from him is Nathan. The handsome one. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> next to him is Cameron. The one that's not there. All right. Well, there we go. So um, we'll uh, we'll start off just by giving you guys a little bit of insight into who we are. We all come from the area in Louisiana that's been all over the news lately uh, for being absolutely destroyed by New storms. Yeah. New Orleans. No, not New, New Orleans. Orleans. That was, that was a few New years Orleans, ago. Uh, Showing our age. We're <laughs> all in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and um, we all are just a group of friends. So um, let's see. What do we want to... Who wants to start? Well, I've got a question for everybody. Go all ahead. right, here we go. Yeah, Shoot. yeah, yeah. So this is our first episode. We've come up with a kind of a get-to-know-us question here. Right. And the question would be, who is your favorite superhero and why? Let's uh, let's start with with Senor Cameron Lopez. Well, my favorite superhero is Spider Man, for obvious reasons because Spider-Man. I'm terrified of spiders. <laughs> wait, so your wait, favorite? Well, wait. That would your favorite <laughs> that would make is your, any sense. <laughs> yeah, no. That's like that's like saying Batman is my favorite superhero because he is the most feared. Afraid of bats. That's why he's race Yeah, that's exactly why. Batman Spoiler, did, but yeah. Didn't Batman choose Batman because he was afraid of bats? Yes, it yes. was. Yeah. So I think it's kind of like yeah, because he wanted to scare well, the people it, he was attacking. Well, no, Spider Man literally chose Spider Man because he got bit by a spider. Yeah, yeah, but well, he's my favorite superhero. Because well, Batman didn't get bit well, by. A ba- well, no, he may have. He might have gotten. Tell us, tell us more. If he's your favorite superhero, I'm sure there's a little bit more to it than you were scared of spiders there are a lot of superheroes out there that you could also be scared of like spider pig is both a pig and a spider <laughs> spider not scared of pigs sorry yeah so get, <laughs> tell me a little bit more why spider-man speaks to you not like literally yeah. but he you know might. to your soul yeah, yeah yeah not literally he um i don't know i think it's just because he's witty is the, probably one of the main reasons because when he's fighting people i like how he just gets on their nerves you know so you like superheroes who annoy people. Yeah. <laughs> so Deadpool's up on your list pretty high. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of cliche to like the both of them, though. So I kind of booted him well, off my and, list. And Deadpool's not really a hero. He's, He's an anti-hero. An anti-hero. Yeah. So That's true. That's he, true. He, yeah. he steps backwards into doing something good on accident. Yeah. yeah. Which like, is fun. He, Spider-Man has a quality that all superheroes possess, which is... He's a teenager. He's oh, fear. No. I wouldn't, I wouldn't they, say well. fearless. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say fearless, but he's like super brave, you know? Yeah, he's got courage. Yeah, because even though he is terrified of whoever he's going up against, he's just like, "Well, I have these powers, so like, is it worse to not do anything? Even though, I, is it worse to? Is it worse? Because you know, every time he steps into the superhero, he kind of ruins his own life. Like he, he ditches Aunt May or Mary Jane or whoever he, whoever he's with, whatever. He sacrifices himself. He sacrifices for the good of all. his personal life for yeah. the good of all. So, is it better to sacrifice his own life? In a sense, or is it better to it's like that opp- opportunity cost? That's kind of innate to being a superhero, though. Is is basically you sacrifice yourself, your part, yeah. not just like your time. It's almost like a like the trade off for powers is to sacrifice a, a pe- pieces of yourself each time to to get what you need to save other people. Mm-hmm. Or even if you're the villain, you have to sacrifice a piece of yourself to. To garner whatever victory you're looking for. Yeah, and most yeah. people, most villains are villains because something was sacrificed for them. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, in some cases, <laughs> against their will. In some cases, they're insane. But yeah. Yeah. well, a lot of cases, their sanity was sacrificed. There it is. There it is. Uh, on the note of Spider-Man, there's one thing that I wanted to discuss was the fact that I think he has one of the worst uh, 
side effects of being a superhero in that he's been in the state of a teenager for a long, long time. That is one of the worst. Just in perpetual high school (laughs) hell. If you want to be the best, the best that ever was, like Ash Ketchum, Ketchum. who's (laughs) after 12 years, still 10 years old. Yeah. So, I mean, also in the comics, when he grows up, it's not much better. No, that's true. Uh, If we've all seen Spider-Man, the universe one that just came out, I can just butcher the The multiverse. The multiverse. Into Into the multiverse. The one with Miles Morales. um, Yeah. Good show, by the way. Into the multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So the whole point of that is like every version of Spider-Man just like is super unhappy or dead. Like that was that was <laughs> yeah, what they were trying. That's the only way to end well, their own. Yeah. Except for the anime yeah. one. I don't think the anime one was. She wasn't old enough. Like no, when they're teenagers, they're like really all the teenage Spider Mans were really, you know, passionate and Blooming. excited and as the older they got, the more the world destroyed them. <laughs> they got more depressed as yeah, they went. The oldest yeah. one What's there more was Nicholas Cage. And that's he true. Was, there is a sense of realism to that. Yeah. Spider the Noir Spider Man was the one who hated life the most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, what, as we already, I just kind of spoiled it. Ray's favorite well, superhero. Well, I mean, it's it's Batman because, of, of course, it is. I mean, <laughs> everyone's favorite superhero is Batman. So he literally has no superpowers. Here's the yeah, <laughs> yeah. debate. Still, here's the debate: Is he really a superhero? Is yes. He, no, I think here's my. Here's is he my, a superhero or just a hero? Exactly. He's just a hero because he doesn't have superpowers. Okay, I was going to okay. say yeah yes. until you said that, and then yeah, yeah. I, but get, what's I get the, what you're saying. What's yeah. the delineation? I mean, what's the actual definition of it? Super comes from supernatural, and that's why we call them superheroes. Batman is completely natural. Anything he does is subject to the laws of the natural world, unless he has some kind of artifact I, or something yeah. else. And yeah. yeah. outside people of it. think. So, <laughs> unless we're talking about the Batman that's actually half bat, or one of the, or Owl Man, or some of the others, yeah. you know. But man, Henry, bat. I yeah. think that was uh, man bat. that was uh, that wasn't him. was Marvel, wasn't it? No, it was no. That's no. That was, was still DC. DC. It was yeah. uh, his. Okay, so it uh, wasn't him though. I don't think they have the multiverse in DC as well. Um, I, I don't up, know Infinite yeah. Earths and stuff. Oh, that's yeah, true. it was Infinite. I don't even know. I don't know much Crisis. about DC. I looked up the. It's because their movies are terrible. But <laughs> hey, <laughs> I that's Warner Brothers' fault. Other than Batman, you know. I looked up the etymology for super. It's first rate, excellent from the Latin super, above, over, and beyond. See, so it's like whatever and I power think you have, it's I believe power that anybody can have it's above that. He has an above average intelligence, so true. He would technically be a super. That would make Stephen Hawking a superman. I mean, above he, average he bank kind account. Of he was kind of superhuman. It, I mean, it, I mean, he literally took a blast from the Omega Beam as well and didn't die. That was Batman, so not Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. Well, there's a reason Stephen Hawking was in a wheelchair. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His body was just a bag of onions, to quote Dana Gould. <laughs> <laughs> Hot dang. No, I, I kind of I kind of agree. There's, I think there's a, a very blurry line when it comes to Batman on whether he's just a hero or a superhero. You know? There are a lot yeah. of people in war who have done very superhero-esque things, but we don't call them superheroes. Well, we just call them heroes. I think I think where we get the the term for superhero is kind of in our comics. It's it's something out of this world more than yeah, what a I hero of war would be. That's why because I think the it's realistic. It's supernatural. Uh, extraordinary that no normal person could uh, actually achieve. Yeah, because, I mean, when you think of Batman, like, really seriously, could you really dress up in a suit and almost save your city? Yeah, like, in real you, life? Can you get all those parts is. manufactured and mailed to you? And, yeah, and, and like, nobody know who you are. And still nobody be able to... Well, that's another thing that he has. How do you hire enough outside wealth. contractors for the Batcave and... And Nobody's no one noticed. Like, mm. They're all dead. Man, no. there's there's a lot of jeez. <laughs> he hired the Joker under the wearing no killing rule is. <laughs> yeah. In celebration of the completion of the back Look, cave, we're going to have a party. We're going to yeah. have a party down yeah. there, guys. Yeah, I didn't kill the man. I just toppled that bridge on top of it. Yeah. 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 And and can we talk about that though, the like the no killing rule? I'm I'm pretty sure like most of the guys that he punches in the face and they don't move. Well, if I'm pretty sure they're dead. Well, that if was something that was interesting with the new Man of uh, Steel series. Like the um, Ben Affleck's version definitely Amazing. Yeah. took some lives. Yeah, I think he was really, really good. Frank, as Miller, Frank Miller's version in the comics, um, The Return of Batman, when old Batman, like yeah. they, it's definitely <clears throat> precedent in, within the comics that Batman does kill. 
He's used well, guns. He's done stuff. He that just, was in that was in that interpretation, though. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. that was in the original. Like the original, he was no, no, literally no, but neither no did, killing. Neither did Superman yeah. or anybody. Even like the original iteration, like the Silver Age comics and stuff well, like that. There wasn't a whole bunch. Yeah. Even of if you killings, look at the Joker, you know? I mean, like the Joker was even like more of a like a clown almost. He wasn't yeah. what he is today. He's not. He wasn't the sadistic version that we see. Yeah. Does anyone know the origin story for the Joker? Uh, nobody knows the origin story. That's kind of the point of the Joker is that he tells you, you hear like two or three different versions and none of them are reliable because they, they come from the Joker. Yeah. 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 They all think he's Arthur Fleck, I think is his last name. Yeah. Did they try to give him the, some sort of a backstory? Yeah. He was like a failed comedian whose wife was divorcing him Mm -hmm. and he just like had a really bad day, which is, yeah, that was the the killing joke. Killing joke. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the one where the, the, Batman's mom becomes a Joker? And then, uh, that's the, or, that's the alternate. Uh, yeah, infinite. Yeah. Crisis, Crisis on, on Infinite, infinite Earth. Earth. That's yeah. where Batman actually is it's the Thomas. dad. Yeah, 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 it's Thomas Wayne and Bruce Wayne is dead. He's yeah. the one who got shot in the alley, which yeah. is why the mom becomes the Joker. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite. I, I really think that's a, that's a pretty good timeline. Yeah. Yeah. All right, he uh, uses guns. <laughs> now I have to ask, the real superhero here is Gareth over here. His Why? favorite superhero oh, is well, the standard. I mean, it's the, the obvious choice. And it's it's the obvious choice because it's the easy pick. Is and it? it's Superman, of course. But uh, it's a boring pick food. because he's his power is almost limitless. I mean, honestly, it's in the comics, it was basically like um, Superman's power is basically only restricted by whatever he hasn't tried yet. Mm. <laughs> so... You know, the only thing that can weaken him is kryptonite See, or prolonged non-exposure to sunlight. But, you know, I don't know. It, it's the easy pick. But here's here's one of the reasons that why I think he's my favorite. I still say he's my favorite. Is because his power is almost limitless, right? But he still, even though he could probably be, probably destroy everything if he wanted to, he still chooses to hold by the standards of honor and by doing the right thing, in most cases, I would say. I don't know the. I I just don't know if I would like consider his heroics as much as some of the other superheroes because it's kind of like he never puts himself in real risk. Yeah, in that in that situation, it's kind of. I would actually disagree with that a little bit, especially for the Doomsday and a couple of the other arcs where Superman does come within real and and one occasion actually dies. Superman has proven he's willing to push to those limits if he's willing to put his life on the line if it's required. If the limits were available to him, he would go there. Exactly, just not. Just most of the time, they're not. I think that's what makes Mm -hmm. him a superhero, though. Is like he's willing to go any measure, even though he doesn't have to necessarily go to the full measures of being himself and his powers, he's willing to go to whatever limits to protect not only the innocents, but also like do it the right way. Yeah. So that's what probably makes Spider-Man a better superhero. Cause he does have those limits and he's just a teenager with these powers. He can't really fly or do anything spectacular. I think I mean, he has yeah. super strength. Well, it definitely it makes him more courageous, I would say, for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. he does have those limitations, but he still decides to fight crime. Yeah. But there was something, um, the, is it Dark Side or Dark Seed, whatever you decide to say, <laughs> when Superman Seed. faces him in one of the animated series, I think it was Justice League Unlimited, possibly. It had to be. Um, and uh, he tells him, he's like, I've got a different problem than all these other guys, all these heroes. I walk around every day and I feel like I'm living in a world made of cardboard, never allowing myself to lose focus and lose control for even a split second or someone could die. And he tells he's, him that and then he's he like, can't unleash. Yeah. And he said, but he said, you now can take can. it now, can't you? And that's when he went up against Darkseid. Yeah. So. And uh, another thing about like, point. I think that's the one where Batman took the Omega beams. Yeah. yeah that's the same one. <laughs> yeah. And I think, uh, another thing that, puts Batman like on a, another level is his his foresight. Yeah. Like even even his teammates, like who he thinks are it's never gonna sense. turn, is like he's got a plan for them. Yeah, a contingency plan. And even for himself. Mm-hmm. It's like if yeah. he if he's ever and that's one of the biggest things with the Robins. Yeah. He never lets them get too close to him because he knows that if he turns, the Robins are the only ones that can stop him. 
Yeah. So here's well, my, even here's, in the Justice League Unlimited series, he <clears> says <throat> uh, when he leaves the Justice League, he's like, uh, Superman asks him, he's like, well, you don't have, you had contingencies for everybody in here except for you. He said, no, I have one. It's called it's the you. Justice League. So, I mean, he has plans for everything. So here's here's my question for you. I think I think they're pretty equivocal, especially to most DC fans, of likability, heroics, courage, all that kind of stuff. Who has the better villain? Now, let me let me just kind of put out there the basis of it as Batman is a struggle between order and chaos. The Joker is chaos, pure chaos, and Batman is supposed to be pure order. It, everything's planned out with Batman, and the Joker is everything's in the moment. Whereas Superman has Lex Luthor, and it's a a duality of morality. Like, like it's not good versus evil. It is really more of a, how is good done in the world is yeah. how, how is it approached? How do you, do you justify what you do for the good of the many? Or yeah. do you do it for the individual? I think. So who has what, which villain makes them the more interesting hero? Wouldn't it well, be I think, fair to say that the Joker thinks that he's doing good for the world? Well, in a, in a way, he in thinks the same he way is. that Thanos thought that he was doing good for the world. But his his end goal isn't good. He he never thinks about it for like other people. He thinks about it for his own enjoyment. He enjoys chaos and he enjoys his relationship with, with the Batman. Batman. Yeah. yeah, that's where they differ as far as Thanos and the Joker, for sure. Because Thanos had an end goal in mind and he was and trying to do it for the good of all. And he uh, even says living beings. He even says universe. whenever he he snaps and he. He puts his armor away. He says, like, he's done with it. It, it wasn't like he had an end goal. It wasn't It yeah. wasn't like just, I'm going to create chaos forever. I'm going to do this for the good of humanity was Thanos' thing. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the Joker's end goal is to have Batman kill him. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, he I wants to push him wants. over that line. He wants to push yeah. Batman over the edge, and he wants Batman to end his life. Yeah. yeah. As much as I weigh on the Marvel side, I think that the Joker is probably the best villain. Yeah. Oh, I would agree. I would agree, yeah. I would agree in that he is the best, like concept wise, maybe not power wise. Oh yeah. I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah. I really, I really enjoy Lex Luthor and and Superman because there's a <laughs> lot of philosophical arguments that can be had that can't really you can't quite pin it with the Joker and Batman. Yeah. That's a that's a more emotional thing with Joker and Batman as 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 a like a fraternity, like a weird fraternity between the two. Yeah. Where they're like brothers but opposite ends of the spectrum. Whereas with hostile brothers. With Superman and Lex Luthor, you get a real philosophical argument. Like Lex Luthor's like, yeah, I'm doing this thing that kills fifty people, but if I kill these fifty people, millions will benefit. Mm -hmm. Whereas Superman's (laughs) like, no, I have to save every one of these people. I have to do everything I can to save the 50 as well as the millions. Yeah. It's more of a, it's a more con- intriguing, uh, interact interaction relationship wise. Yeah. Because of the lines between right and wrong are not clearly defined between them. And plus it really gives rise to some nice arcs where you get this anti-hero Lex Luthor, um, where he has to lead the justice league or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. That becomes you get president to see. a yeah. couple of times. Who's your favorite? superhero my favorite is a really small time uh speaking of marvel x-men my favorite is nightcrawler I like he's it, got man. he's got a he's got a yeah. spider-man like attitude he's got um really and not a, i wouldn't say naivety but he's got a real innocence to him yeah. um yeah he's, he's really open to most people yeah. despite the things that he suffered in childhood like yeah. i think that's why he's really humble yeah the things that he yeah. went through he's he's is also he's got a, well, a he's got something that I personally envy is the yeah. ability to teleport like that. If, if there was some real life ability that I could give myself, it would be that it would be teleportation, be anywhere at any time. Yeah. That would be, and I, it's not limited like the movie jumper where you have to like see a picture or have been there yeah, before. You can just, you just go, you can just go wherever you can X-Men think of. Trilogy, if he said like, I can't I, travel more than he, two miles. Well, I thought it was, he, he had to see it in his mind is the thing. Cause yeah. he could travel, he could travel it, but he wouldn't know where he would end up. Like he, he thought, he said, I don't know how oh, far, okay. cause remember he, he teleports into the vault like without having seen inside it because he's just, he has to, everybody dies. I think I don't remember yeah. the exact scenario, yeah. but so if he can if imagine he, it, then he can go yeah. there. If he so, sees it, it's easier. Cause he so then in that case, somewhere. it's only limited by his imagination. Yeah, so pretty much. That's but pretty in the days, day and age with YouTube and Google, like you can go, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, we have sound effects <laughs> and Cameron loves them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> no, but you can see anywhere, but no, I like, I like the ability to, 
Like no travel fees, nothing, man. <laughs> yeah, nothing, yeah. but nothing. Also during COVID or anything, nothing separates you from anyone else. There's no, you know, my dad was dying and I couldn't be there. There's none of that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, because that can, man has the worst COVID mask. He does. Have, <laughs> <laughs> he has it's, the opposite the of the reverse. COVID. Yeah, the inverse COVID mask. Spider Man's the only one that's cool to go in grocery stores. Yeah. <laughs> Black Panther. Iron well, Man. Superman's I mean, a no of masker. Of ours, Superman is yes, a no masker, ours. and I don't yeah. think. Well, Superman's only weakness that. is kryptonite, so I mean, <laughs> COVID's got nothing on him. <laughs> so, an, uh, another interesting fact that uh, I just thought of while you were talking about Nightcrawler is that uh, Mystique is actually his mom, and yeah. I want to know that. And, uh, is it a theory or is it? No, fact? it's it's fact. That must have been later than it's, when I was into it. It was under Raven. <laughs> it was whenever she was staying with. Uh, Professor X. Oh yeah, so Professor X and Mystique had a baby. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, they were brother and sister. Azrael was the father. Uh-huh. Azrael was the red. Yeah, the other okay. tele. Azazel. 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 Something it, like that. Yeah. Oh, Kevin I thought Bacon it was. Said. They called yeah, it Azazel. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, that's what Kevin Bacon said. I take that for word. <laughs> <laughs> that's gospel. That's right gospel. There. gospel. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. That's not something that they've uh, fleshed out in the movies. At all? No, the no. movies are kind of they. They kind of did stuff. in the second one. In the oh, in the reiteration, like with the in the first the second guys. one. No, in the first second one, <laughs> the you see him in the trilogy. church. Oh, and he's kind of being held by somebody, and it's kind of implied that it's Mystique. Hmm. Okay, like whenever he's in the church for the first time, he gets spoken to. I think by by his mom, and they they never really say it. Yeah, but it's kind of like. Hey, so if you know, if you know, you know. Does Night yeah. does Nightcrawler have an arch enemy? Um, Not really. No, I don't think Spider Man no. does. He doesn't. Either. He doesn't really rank. Spider Man has so many villains yeah, that he, he faces. Yeah, I mean, he's got the Sinister Six, which is a rotating crew yeah. of them. Yeah. But it's Doc Ock. It's Doc Ock is his yeah. main one. I would, is it? I would say I would the Goblin, the Green. Well, the Green Goblin. Green Goblin's pretty. I, w- I, I would the say it's hard goblin. to tell for Spider-Man. I, I don't yeah. know. With the new iteration, though, with, well, with Doc the, Ock, it's because he's, I mean, with the spectacular Spider-Man, superior, superior Spider-Man, superior, yeah. he takes over his body and pretty much, like, is Spider-Man for a little bit. So. I thought it was the Rhino. I, I could have sworn <laughs> yeah. it was the Rhino. You mean the Rhino took over his body? That'd be weird. No, the Rhino is his main <laughs> villain. <laughs> thought it was Sharkanox. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and again, he. Uh, you asked me earlier about King Shark, mm-hmm. and I think that them dumbing him down in the new Suicide Squad is kind of weird. Yeah, like he's always been. He's been articulate. Not yeah, necessarily I mean, the most intelligent, but he's been articulate, which is interesting with all those teeth. Yeah, <laughs> and, well, he's always been kind of like planning, and it it's like he has a brain. It's not like yeah, he's, he's not like Croc. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that was a shot at him. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> well Croc he's and Orca, dumb. Croc and Orca have a kid in the Suicide Squad, apparently. So, hey, man. I didn't oh. know that. Yeah. you don't have to be smart to reproduce. Yeah, that's true. The world has proven that many times over. So, <laughs> just on a quick search on the interwebs, it okay. says that there's like three different, uh, there's three different arch enemies that Spider Man's had in canon, and they are uh, Doc Ock, Green Goblin. And Venom, but Venom. Yeah, I was gonna Venom's say Venom's more of a yeah. He's an anti-hero, but he's he an does, anti-hero, him and yeah. Spider-Man are at odds yeah. just because of uh, Peter Parker and uh, Eddie, Eddie Brock's Brock, relationship. Yeah. Well, and the symbiote itself, because and it bonded with it's bonded with Spider-Man, first, Peter. which is why it got yeah. its powers. So yeah, hmm. three so, arch enemies. Another reason to love Spider-Man. So Azazel, oh, Azazel is actually Nightcrawler's. I was about to look that up. Dead? No, his arch enemy. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah oh, that's true. Because that makes sense because he's a they, villain, yeah. They technically, I don't think, know. They have per to know. Se. They both look exactly yeah. the same. <laughs> hey, that's, that's racist. Well, they're in denial. <laughs> What's the only other person in the world that looks like me? Nah, we can't be related. <laughs> no, I don't think that's mine. <laughs> no, what, the only other person in the world that looks like me and has the same powers as me. <laughs> right. Literally can teleport nah, just like coincidence. Mm, I don't think so. No. The leader Nothing of there. Excalibur, Kurt Wagner. Right. Well, um, so who are some superheroes that should be our favorites? Can but I give you my not auxiliary? Aren't. My auxiliary? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. My auxiliary, I don't know if it counts, but Goku is my other. Ooh, he's my I other love uh, that one. super super. I'm going dude, to, I'm going to kind of disagree with you here. Superhero is not what you would use to describe him. He's more. He's a super Saiyan. 
No, he's well, not a super villain. First of all, he is a Saiyan. Well, First, he is a Saiyan, which means he should be a villain. But also, mm, yeah. Also, most of his fights have nothing to do with saving people. Um, no, I, it's his I, quest. No, for no, it's his quest. It's his quest to fight the most powerful, and he has destroyed worlds in the process. And the only reason those worlds don't really stay destroyed is because somebody else manages to get the Dragon Balls together and wish yeah. it away. Are you talking? Well, are you talking about Namek? I'm just talking about in Namek's general. the only one that he destroyed. Really, he didn't actually destroy it. Yeah, though. Frieza did, but yeah, and it was five minutes, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Goku wasn't up. very broken up about it either. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I think Goku I think is Gohan, a Gohan, Gohan, okay, wait. If you wanted a real superhero out of that universe, it'd be Gohan. Well, Gohan's my favorite by far in that yeah, entire Gohan universe. is the one who really fights for people. Gohan, Gohan gave up, so is he really? A superhero? I said Gohan used to be my favorite, but that was only whenever he was like teen. Yeah, I don't like adult he gave Gohan. Up. That's why he kind of well, fell out of my in the ranking. new iterations. Yeah. He kind of they like nerfed him. Trunks was a. Trunks is kind of a superhero. I mean, I like Trunks. Is cool. Trunks is but definitely a superhero. Yeah, he and was Vegeta trying, is the perfect antihero. So yeah, for the sure. reason yeah. the reason <laughs> why Vegeta. I don't I don't feel like he was broken up about it was because everybody on Namek was already dead. <laughs> well, that's a good point. Because Freeze already killed everybody on Namek. Yeah. That just, was the whole arc. My thing is, and that's why he was saving them. He needed the Dragon Balls to save the people of Namek. My thing is, is that Goku would rather run that okay. dragon, that whole dragon, to the afterlife to fight in a tournament than to care about his own wife. Okay, that's I'm not saying he has a child. Every and he's never in the same down, room with his downfall. wife. What is up with that? She, yeah. He doesn't even know a what a kiss father. is. I mean, we'll so that. how did he have kids? He's worse than not a what great father. He's just, I said he's not a great father. That's for that's he's for never sure. there for any of the people that care about him, except at the very beginning of Gohan's life is the only place I can really think they yeah, had any kind Or of if they're in and trouble. at the very end, he's always there. Yeah. Yeah, the if end. they're in trouble, yeah, yeah. there's a debacle. But I that's I it because yeah. then he has Goku's, something to challenge I think, himself. I think Krillin's the real hero. The Krillin's the real hero. That's <laughs> Krillin's the real hero. Yeah. I, I, mean, won't, I actually will not disagree with that. Krillin... I mean, he has no superpower. Krillin has, has no chance of defeating any of the things he fights, and he still fights. He still fights, yeah. I was going to say Yamcha. He just doesn't fight. Well, I mean, Yamcha doesn't fight anymore, though. Yamcha at the beginning kind of was a nice turn, but yeah, he didn't Wolf really. Wolfang Fist was pretty tight, man. Yeah. Wolfang Fist. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. all he had. Like, well, one I mean, trick pony. At least he has something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Krillin doesn't even have hair anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he has a mustache in the he does. in Super. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. I love that <laughs> mustache, though. Hey, it's when, a nice yeah. one. When you're it's a, a really bald guy, nice you got to have some kind of facial hair. Yeah, I mean, it looks good on him. I'll give him that. It's yeah. better than Vegeta's mustache in GT. Oh, my, that was oh, horrible. Jeez. <laughs> GT, I kind of just discount that as an entire... Everybody does. The first couple episodes Everybody just like, says that's not canon. So not. I actually it's stopped so watching dumb. Dragon Ball when so GT came out. Same. Yeah. Do any of you have any auxiliary superheroes? Like you're talking about just outside of comic book like or DC. Your, your number one would be Nightcrawler, who's your side piece. <laughs> yeah, dude, you don't need a side piece when you got Nightcrawler. <laughs> you can just Bro. you can go somewhere else and he'll just show mm-hmm. up. What, exactly. what if he teleports <laughs> away from you just randomly? Who you got? No, he I can't get away from him. <laughs> Azazel. <laughs> Azazel. Um, you know, I really don't. I don't really don't consider that too much, to be honest. Um, if the, if there's another one that really pops into my head. I'm not a huge fan of the movie. I know a lot of people liked it, so I don't want to put anything down to it. But I really like Shazam in the comics. Yeah, Shazam. I don't, I don't know too much. He, about it's it's for another. It's a kind of a Spider-Man reason there as well. Is this kind of like they're not naive, but they have they hold on to this innocence. Mm-hmm. And which uh, which version though? I mean, you talk the, about Billy Batson, the kid, the kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like six kids or just Billy? no, just Billy okay, Batson, the cool. kid. Um, not That's the, not the newer Shazam with yeah. the six orphans. I'm talking about the one. And only. Yeah. Well, you don't like orphans? You know, I think <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, just kidding. Again, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite villain for maybe the same reason why Joker is my favorite. I mean, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. You know who For the my same favorite? reason that the Joker is my favorite villain is because even though they're getting, you know, the life beat out of them, they could still laugh about it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's. I yeah. guess that's a good reason. I mean, it's true. So. You know, you asked for ancillary superheroes, out, and I was trying to think of anything outside of Marvel and DC, and I just thought of one that is absolutely perfect. One Punch Man. I was, oh, I was dude, about to like say One yeah. Punch Man yeah. would be amazing. He's, he's, he's amazing. Yeah, he is pretty cool. See, and yeah. I, have to, I have to go against you on that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna say his uh, apprentice. <laughs> okay, uh, here's here's why I think Saitama is still a hero. Because 
He literally could care less for anything. And he still, still does it. he still tries to be involved in I don't remember his name right now, but the robot dude's life. Yeah. He mm-hmm. still tries We're trying to look it up to for be, everybody who's yeah. just listening. To he still tries to be involved in the people that are close to him. Genos. And live Genos. a normal Genos. life. Like, yeah. He doesn't do anything maliciously and the things he does do has a good has a good center to it. And I really like that about him. I, like I mean, I think man. he's... And he started oh, because sorry. he wanted no, to save people. He wanted to be strong enough to save people when he started. Yeah, you know. I think he has a, I mean, a good backstory and everything. I think he's... But at that point, you're kind of like, it's a Superman issue that I have with him. It's like, yeah. he's he's too strong. He doesn't have a real risk. But I, I like... A, that's I what I like about him. the sex machina thing. <laughs> yeah. That's what is interesting. I think you're kind of missing what makes him so great is that exploration of that existential, <laughs> like if you were all powerful, what would that mean for you? And he explores that yeah. in a very interesting way. Mm-hmm. That's what I think makes him a hero is how, how he explores that and interacts with the world despite being challenged well, by nothing. And, and he doesn't accept the responsibility that people tell him he needs to accept. He, he explores it in his own way. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. the thing where I would see it. It's like whenever he's, offered like to be the number one hero it's like oh you could just take over the number one hero spot and he's like yeah i don't really want that yeah but i kind of think that's because he's lazy too so oh for sure i'm like <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's really but doesn't that make him more of a hero yeah. when he does something heroic because he overcomes <laughs> everybody has felt that ennui that just like keeps them from doing something, right? I'm gonna, I'm and gonna, to overcome that is is something. I'm gonna butcher this. It's but something. Jordan I don't Peter. know if it makes it more heroic. But <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Peterson said this thing. He was talking about Harry Potter being a hero, even though he like he's a rule breaker. He was saying that a true hero isn't someone that follows all the rules. It's someone who understands the rules and kind of breaks them as necessary. You know, but he like he understands why the rules are in place. Hmm. We're, we're just talking about heroes in general. So. I like that. You got to know the rules before you break them. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just go willy-nilly smashing through buildings. Did did y'all watch the second season? Of One Punch Man? One Punch Man? No, because they haven't. Well, they just came out with the dub. They only have half the season available on Hulu, and I wasn't current when they were releasing it, so I never really got to watch it. Okay. Because I was going to ask you about Garou, or Garou. However, the you new, yeah, the new guy who looks like Goku. Basically. Yeah, he's he's like the new villain that they're setting up, and he's supposed to yeah. be. He brings up a good philosophically, like philosophical, philosophical point. point that he sees the villains as almost the underdog. They're always beaten in the universe, so he takes their side, and that's his whole that's his whole deal. So, how do you feel about that? I mean, is that a Though on the surface it sounds like a good philosophical point, I'd really have to watch how they explore it because in reality there's always there's always a 50-50 on that. One side is always going to be the losing side. So does that mean the losers are always villains or does but, it just mean that to win, to be a hero, you have to win or what does it mean to him? But imagine, okay, like he would watch his Saturday morning cartoons. This is how they kind of set it up and it was like all the time like you would see the villain get beat. And it's like one time he would like to see, I think he said like Crab Man or something, like be able to do something against the heroes. And then like every every day you would play villains and heroes and the heroes would always win. And it's like in a world that puts puts that much emphasis on that, is there a point that you kind of side with him? So here's kind of my counter argument to that. I don't know if it fully eclipses the situation, but... My counter argument is that to become a villain, you have to be successful at doing something villainous before a hero even notices you. Most villains worries start with a successful <clears throat> bank robbery or something of that nature, or someone has already murdered someone. They've already become successful in the pursuit of their goals before heroes are even notified of their presence most of the time. So to say that they're always the losers is a little bit incorrect because they are already successful at whatever evil deeds that they're doing to be even on the radar, even merit. Yeah. Even to merit to be stopped. So I would, I would say the losers are not always villains and that the heroes only win because everybody likes the heroes better. So to say that the, to say that the villains are underdogs is not necessarily is a little disingenuous in the fact that they're not always a failure. They are always, 
most of the time they're always successful at something before they can get to the point where they have the fight where they fail. Well, Thanos is a perfect example of that. I mean, he was wiping out half the populations of planets. Yeah, and he stuff succeeded before, before he failed. People started, yeah, freaking out about it. Yeah, like, hey, we should probably do something about this guy. Yeah. Mega mind comes so, to mind. Yeah. <laughs> that is not a villain. I want he's you to an, take that back. He's an anti-hero. <laughs> no, he's just a hero. Okay. He's hero. my hero. It's because he he's, failed at being a villain, right? There it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. So, Ray, we didn't hear your alternate uh, superhero. Yeah. If you had to pick another Obviously person. Obviously, it's not, it's not Saitama. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I would go with like a weird one, and it's not really... Gucci Mane. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there it is. Uh, I think it's Wolverine, actually. I was hoping you would pick that one. And it's not its Another not really his. favorite. Yeah. <laughs> not the Hulk. Speaking of people who can never be beat and are infinitely powerful. And full ahead. of rage. Yeah. yeah. And has fought Wolverine. Yeah. Who won? Uh, <laughs> I honestly don't remember how that panned uh, out. We all it was, won. It was Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine won. Uh, but it... it, it He's had like a weird like childhood, and to kind of overcome that and still be yeah murdering your own father is well, a little weird. You know, sometimes <laughs> it happens. <laughs> sometimes you need to murder your own father. Right? Yeah. That's not advice, just for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we do that. not have. We do not advice. condone violence. <laughs> yeah, in this. No. no, I like Wolverine because it's another example of a, a superhero who. Well, is he really superhero? He's I kind mean, of an yeah. anti-hero as well. And I he's, a, he's, well, he's the guy, the superhero that every guy wants to he be. He is firmly within the hero category yeah. because he doesn't really perform technically villainous acts. The yeah. thing, the thing that made unless he goes into berserker mode, neutral yeah. good yeah. is like media. even whenever he lost his memory, like he still didn't. Well, well, he, he did kill a berserk. bunch of people. Going <laughs> but out let's, of, yeah. let's, let's let's look past that one. And, uh, oh, okay. But like <laughs> afterwards, like he he tried to live alone. He tries to like distance himself from people yeah. he knows what what sets him off he knows where his limits are and that's yeah. that's a thing that a lot of people can look at and be like oh it's that's admirable. realistic like you know like y- you have weaknesses and you know where where they stand and he's not good at teamwork he's never been like he's a loner for yeah, sure it's like he's never been good with the x-men he's i mean every once in a while he gets with them but it's kind of like yeah can you imagine though? This man has fought. You you say he's not good with teamwork. This man has fought in every war imaginable. He, he did, right? He's always worked with teams. He, well, he likes to say he did, doesn't. He's I not mean, a team player, but he's know, always he's, been on a secret. I think squad he just wanted to kill people. people, though. I don't think it was oh, really. Well, enough. and also, if you followed the X Men Origins timeline, I mean, if that's canon or not. Uh, but no, I'm just gonna say the uh, Sabretooth. I think rule. I was just no the Deadpool thing that they did was horrible. But no good or chaotic good. Um. What I was going to reference with that is if you say that he and Sabretooth grew up together and they were both in the wars, I think Wolverine went into the military with Sabretooth to kind of keep him in check, to keep yeah. him from going insane and killing just a bunch of random people, which end up... This is why exactly Wolverine is solidly in the hero camp because yeah. he's always, he always, even if he's on the nefarious side of the good guys, he's always on the good guy's side. He's he trying always, to do good. He fought with the allies. Yeah. Even when he was in Japan, he was trying to protect a village, you know? Like, it yeah. was it was always a good motive. Even yeah. even though good intentions paved the road to hell here, um, he still manages to try to act on those good intentions. Yeah. Well, and I like him as well because all he has is claws and an insane healing factor, but he has <laughs> claws. Well, I mean... And that's pretty much it. I mean, and he just runs headlong again and again up into the face of Magneto trying to scratch his eyes out. And and the thing <laughs> is is like he doesn't he doesn't not feel the pain. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's the thing that like a lot of people are like, "Oh, he's just immortal." And it's like, "Okay, yeah, but he's also like every time he's ripped apart, every time he's like disintegrated, he's he shown it. he's shown to be like in great agony." Yeah, he feels yet, all of it. Yet he still pushes forward and right. does the right thing in that situation. And knowing that he's going to get torn apart, most likely, yeah, he still Especially runs headlong into the battle. Especially so against that's Magneto. admirable. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Who's your alt? My alt. Your, uh, man. Control alt delete. Man. So that no. is quite a nebulous. Man, man. the entire man, everybody, <laughs> everybody. you guys, the, the human, human race. race. You guys are the you real guys heroes. Are. <laughs> now. Uh, 
Yeah, no. Um, so <laughs> I was going for a button. <laughs> I'm touching my buttons, bro. No, uh, I would. I like Captain America. I like the truth, justice, just the truth, and justice. Like, just the most, the most basic. Ah, I know, basic. man. I, I'm boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just like what he stands for. He's just a guy trying to do the right thing. Those are two solid superheroes. I think Superman. you like. Yeah. I think you like rules, Captain America, and people who respect them. I do, and that's well. I mean, that comes from being a basketball player growing up. Sure. I love because LeBron set of rules, rules and he I does. love following like within that set of rules. If I can work, can we, can we edit that out and succeed? What <laughs> can we edit that out? <laughs> LeBron, LeBron loving rules. Oh gosh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> So, no, I, I don't know. I like people who try to play by the rules to the best of their ability and succeed within that set of rules. But then at the end of the day, if in order to succeed, the rules must be tweaked a little or maybe even broken, then he's willing to take that chance and push it. I think that's the Joker-Batman uh, dichotomy. Yeah. It's like how should how far are you willing to follow your rules? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Spider-Man has. Let's go back to Spider-Man. Let's go back to Spider-Man. I think he has the best uh, credo of all. I think because all the superheroes kind of your follow friendly it. neighborhood Spider-Man. No, no, no. It's it like a State Farm commercial. With great power. <laughs> Where are my pictures of Spider-Man? <laughs> no, he has. Uh, with great power comes great responsibility. I think every superhero kind of follows that. You mean Uncle that. Ben? Yeah, Uncle yeah. Ben's the real ben. hero. Yeah. You know, have you I ever noticed? So. Just as a real quick segue. Um, <laughs> In every superhero story, Batman, Superman, Marvel stories, these superheroes die and come back time and time again, and so do their family members, right? But it's, the one uh, the one person in all of these stories that never, ever in any universe comes back to life is Uncle Ben. Man, that's, he that's dies, true. and that's it. That's mm. his story in every universe. He dies, and Spider-Man becomes Spider-Man. Well, not not the one that Gwen becomes, because that's Peter. Well, yeah. Well, um, Uncle Ben's already dead at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 that's true. Uncle Ben is just gone. He just he got the just rough gone, end of the man. stick, man. But he left him with the greatest piece of advice that yeah, saved did. all of New York and eventually all of the world and eventually the whole universe. Is it all of New York or just Queens? So here's 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 yeah, something. He's pretty Queens. far on webs. He yeah, was he was from Queens. Queens. Yeah. Here's something I grapple with Captain with America's that. Brother. <laughs> that particular credo is, and it was why I like Saitama, is that responsibility is poorly defined. Like that great power, great responsibility, who defines responsibility. what are you responsible for? I think yeah. it would be you ultimately. Yeah. But I mean, even, the, even so. Like but even, even what we do that is good is, is really set by most of the expectations of the world that you live in, Right. So yeah. Spider-Man takes that to mean save people, do good, turn them into the police because they're good, turn them into whoever because they're good. Yeah. Like even during the Civil War thing, between all the Marvel characters, well, I believe he was on the yeah he was on our government side. side. But yeah, it was because yeah. of Iron Man. It wasn't really because of but the I role. Think, I think that's he the, looked up to Iron Man. That's true. The problem, the problem that I wrestle with with great responsibility is. Subjective that is, responsibility. It's very subjective. Yeah, but what is, is that responsibility? Is there an objective responsibility if you have superpowers? Like, I to think be honest, no. That is a philosophical argument between like Nietzsche's Uberman and Kant's. When there is right or wrong, it can only be right or wrong. Like lying is always wrong, no matter why you lie. That's his version of it. There's, and then you have the Uberman. Unless you're just, trying to hide your Christmas presents from your kids. Right? <laughs> yeah. And the, and the Uberman Jerk. is only right because of the power he wills. So as listening. a superhero, whatever you do would be right because you are powerful enough to enforce it. So yeah, that yeah. responsibility is poorly defined because morality is poorly defined. That's what philosophers grappled with it throughout history well, you're saying if morality is subjective is subjective at base mm-hmm. but i think it's objective i don't I would, disagree with you i don't disagree with you that it is objective i feel that there's objective morality but i feel like how people choose what that is is a very slippery slope you can't choose objective morality it's just 
It's just morality. Well, I don't think we will ever know what that objective morality is. We, we as Christians, you follow what the Bible says, right? That's how you sure. choose it. Mm-hmm. But you need, if we were just born with no credo, like we were just hunter-gatherers, we were just born into the world, nobody's telling us to do anything, just go out there and survive, right? Mm-hmm. How will we choose what is moral? I think. Well, I mean, I think you have a built-in kind of morality, though. You have a built-in, like, you, you kind of know. I disagree. Well, I think your morality is tied to your, the group that you're in, because if, if, yeah. if you were alone on an island, would morality even matter? Yeah, it would. I mean, you got to respect yourself. <laughs> I think morality like, is tied like, to everyone else around you. I don't know you. if like you've the ever... The greatest like, good for everyone, or for you and everyone around you, which is, I think is what Spider-Man deals with. I do I do agree. That is the driving factor behind my morality is the utilitarian, which is the, the Lex Luthor morality. Most yeah, most, most good, good for the most people. That's yeah. Lex Luthor's morality. But I do feel it needs to be tempered by, by individuality um I mean, most good for the most people is a very communist way of thinking yeah yeah you can't you can't you because that that leads down a very dark road where you think you're doing for the most people but in reality you're just hurting individuals yeah. i think you need to be temp, temper that mindset with a morality on an individual level which is more in line with like with with me Kant and, and a couple other philosophers me and you have talked about the charlie car problem before mm-hmm the, uh, <laughs> and I always tell you, I would, I wouldn't touch anything. Yeah, but I, I would think, let it take its course. I think that yeah. still makes you responsible. Yeah, that still makes you responsible for it. You oh, so made it a choice. I don't think it does. Indecision so for the listeners who don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so the trolley problem <clears throat> laid out very simply is: is there's two tracks. A trolley is on one track going towards a split to two tracks, and on each set of tracks that split are a set number of people. On one set of tracks is four people. On the other set is one person. Now, the four people are just regular average Joes, you know? You don't know them. You don't know what they do. They could be the worst people in the world. They could be the best for them. Then on the other track is one person, but that person is very special. You, to you. You don't even yeah. have to do that. You could just say that there are four random people on this side, four random people on that. You or could, one, you could. one random person. So, yeah, on that I might be complicated. But a it's headed bit. towards the four people. But, well, no, that does complicate well, things, though, because if yeah, it's one it's, random person against four random people, and the greater good would suggest the one person yeah, would exactly. be the one that you sacrifice. Well, see, on the but d- if that one person is super special to you, it well, makes it a tougher decision. Well, yeah. let's yeah. let's not even bring in like your personal feelings. What yeah, if let's not make what, it complicated. Let's what, just make it well, random people. What I'm saying is, what if the one person is like, okay, let's let's bring it up to like, I I'm gonna cure cancer, mm-hmm. and the other four inmates. Exactly. What do you do then? I mean, you you take. In just, a just logical to, sense, you're like, well, I'm going to save the person who's To finish who's the curing. problem real quick, you have control over which track oh, yeah. the trolley yeah. goes. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. So the trolley's going towards the that. four people. And you, you have can, to choose. You can pull the lever and you can save pull them the lever. to kill the one person. So my argument here, before we get too complicated, my argument is that you have no responsibility to pull that lever in any regard. I think because you can't choose. Indecision is decision. No, 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 no. Yeah. Listen. To, to make that choice is worse than to not make the choice because when you make the choice, you have chosen to take a life. I think this is something you've chosen that's responsibility you have chosen over those directly, lives. No, 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 but you have no, chosen you, directly. No, you just say you've, you've judged. You have by, been the judge. But by having the power to do so, you have already made the decision. If you no. even if See, you don't, you are given, you, if you are given the power to do something and you do nothing. See, you, this is this comes back to why I, I like what the ex- what that this is why this is why I come back to what people consider what is responsibility. Mm-hmm. I feel your responsibility so is watch. to make the most moral choice, <laughs> which is not to take a life, is the most moral choice in that situation. Well, but okay, so your responsibility is going proportional to, be, to the power that you have over the if situation. If a life is going to be taken either way, you cannot judge these people. You cannot be the judge that chooses whose life is taken. You okay. have to let it go on its course and not touch anything if you can't save So what do you do? All the you lives. just walk away? Because to me, that's the same yeah. thing as not pulling a lever. Yeah, you walk away in that situation. So in yeah, that case, you still so chose. You still you chose. So it's the same you don't, yeah. outcome as not pulling the lever and just standing yeah, you there? Choose not, or you know, you just choose walking not away? The, that's what I'm saying. That, you choose I not mean, to that's pull like the lever. choosing option C when there's no option C. That is option C. <laughs> it's to not choose at all. 
That is to choose not no, to take a lot. No, but the fact that you're up there with by the lever, you choose. You you, you, you literally chose to point. walk away from these people. Your proximity to the issue made you responsible for it. See, that's a slippery slope right there. Is uh, it? I agree. Because at what but, point is your proximity a direct responsibility? Well, in I mean, in law, if you're because if, if you think of it this somebody, way, think of, let's change the trolley problem a little bit. You pull the lever and you die. Okay. Or those four people die. I you mean, know that you were, Gareth especially, and Cameron, you know that you are directly responsible for other lives. You know that yeah. you have a wife, you have children. You know that if you pull that lever, someone will suffer. But what about the other four people? You don't know these people. In reality, this so, is what life is like. Uh, you can't, well, I mean, in that case, I like to think that I would pull the lever and save those people. Yeah. And take that out. Now, it would affect my family, but... It would affect one instead of four. It would affect me. I'm responsible for my own life, so if it's my decision to take my own life, as opposed to taking four other lives by not acting, I'm going to act, and I'm going to try to save those people. In that case, I would also pull the lever, because I'm not judging anyone. But you... I'm judging myself. You're not judging yourself. You're putting your life on the line for some other people. That is a different choice. You're not committing suicide. In this case, well, you're putting on, this is like if you were a fireman, you are a fireman trying to save people and you push someone out of the room and you die. That's not suicide. That's saving someone. So my point is, in is a that, way, it's still kind of suicide. my point is, is that if the currency is not your life, but others, it is not a choice for you to make. You need to not choose who dies because but you don't you have that authority. But, but you in, are in the case choosing. of the trolley car problem, you don't have the option to not choose. Proximity does not give you authority. Is my power opinion. gives you authority, and you and have you the have power, power at the situation. See, I don't agree with that. But you have the lever right there, Max. Power, to you. power gives you authority only if you believe in power being the ultimate authority. No. Yes. No. Yeah, it uh-uh. does. Uh-uh. Yeah, to believe that power has to be wielded as an ultimate form of authority. That's what you're saying. Power no, is authority saying, at this point. If you point. have power, you have authority over... If power equals authority, then authority equals power. Correct? Then, I mean, then yeah. the power is the ultimate authority. You are making equivalency between power and authority here. But, I mean, which are means, we always... Which means this is the Nietzsche form of thinking. Is that incorrect? This is the Nietzsche form of thinking, where power also determines morality because the people with the most power have the most authority and make the choice of what is moral. Power is not the ultimate authority. I mean, power is not the ultimate authority. It kind of is. But to to kind of is, to yeah. agree, to agree that your responsibility to choose the whose life is to taken is because of the power that you wield is to mean that you choose what is moral. Because you use your authority and power to make a moral choice. Okay. My opinion is that to affect either one of these tracks and to take either life is to say that my morality and my decisions are more important than what is about to happen. And I don't agree with that. I agree that to choose to take a life is the worst option. The only way that you should take a life is if, if, if like you're a fireman. You've I, already made this contract beforehand. And you go, it's between that guy over there or these four over guys. And you knew someone was going to die and you made that contract beforehand and you knew all the complexities and the implications of that. Then you go in and you make the best decision that you can in the situation because you've already made the contract to go in. But if you're sitting on this trolley, but, it, but, but you are, you, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying given, to delineate between authority and responsibility is what I'm saying. You are given the, the authority in this situation because though. as a fireman, in a fireman situation, there's a contract between you and the people in that building. They understand what your job is. They understand what you're going to do. If you choose these four people, the family of that one may blame you, but on some level, they will know that you had to make a choice. Okay, so but in the trolley that, situation, in the trolley are situation, you the only person there that's not tied to the tracks? Yeah, you're the only one. You're on the, the only track, one there. So trolley. it is your responsibility. You're the one that has the responsibility because you're the only person there who can affect the situation. Yeah. Which equates to the power to and affect this situation. I mean, situation. So okay, power, I, so you I agree. Responsibility. I agree yeah. that in the situation, if there was a way to take no lives, yes. Yeah, if there but was a third set of tracks. You're always going on. to take a life. If you, there were an underst- you are literally the cause of it. No matter if you walk away or no, not, you're not yes, the cause. Yes, you of are. It. Yeah. See, you are. It's the same. Walking away is the same as not the cause of the situation. You are is whoever 
or whatever put these people on the track and put the trial into motion, which was not you, correct? Unless you're the one who did it, and then this is yeah, a totally well, different no. scenario. Made, okay, you so made this, you made the scenario. Yeah. At a deeper yeah, level, yes, the person who put them on the tracks, yes, they are responsible for their mm-hmm. lives ending. But it is your decision this is as a who lives so, and who dies. So could you? To me, this is a similar scenario. If someone commits suicide and you knew something beforehand, not necessarily that they were going to take their own lives, but something was wrong. No. And no, those no, people, no, 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 and you no, go to no. that people's funeral and what's the first thing that somebody will say to you? It wasn't your fault because you didn't do it. Well, no, because you didn't have a direct but effect in, on in, their in this living situation, or dying. Okay, in this situation, if you were in the room and you watched the person slit their wrist, you're at fault. In this same situation, a, if you a, even had knowledge of it, it gives you proximity, which gives you the yeah, ability to stop it. It gives you the power to stop it if you no. know beforehand. Yes. No, no matter how much power you have, you won't have more power than someone else's agency over themselves. You can't make them stop. I mean, you can physically stop them from doing it. Okay, so this comes, so this comes to kind of the crux of what I'm trying to say here, the, which is why I said in the fireman situation, it's okay. Because there is kind of an understanding and a contract between people that really is the crux of what morality is. It's that contract and understanding between people. If those people on the track, like you both knew they were in on it. They knew that you had to make a choice and you make a choice because there's an understanding between everybody. Then it is your responsibility to pull. But if you don't know these people, you didn't set this thing into motion and you're just in proximity. The best choice is to not choose at all because then you're choosing to take a life regardless of what their wishes are. You're choosing to take a life regardless, I think. I don't agree. I see your point. I see your perspective on this. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understand what you're saying. I I'm think, sorry, guys. I, I would walk a, away from you guys if there was this was <laughs> all, if geez. you were going to get hit by a train. Yeah, he's on the other anything. side. <laughs> yeah. No, I would I, honestly, this is not a scenario most people would fall into because it requires a lack of knowledge. So the, it lacks a com- lack of complexity, to be honest. Yeah. So the main yeah. reason this is brought up is because it's it's how a computer has to has to see life. Correct. That's what it usually is brought up. Well, it's for. kind of it's kind of brought up as an argument. Cars. Yeah, that's that's what the main issue is right now. That's why it's been brought up a lot lately. Yeah. It's is an argument though that computers can't because yeah. they can't make that distinction. But yeah. they but they still choose the one over the four most of the time. Yeah, because statistical data. Yeah, generally yeah. that's the better choice, the more palatable choice. See, and yeah. that's that's where it's like. But does but that it, make it the right, right or wrong? It doesn't decision. make it right. No, but does it make it? A logical choice. Yeah. Yes. I don't disagree that it makes it a logical choice. When yeah. you bring when you bring it down to a math problem, but the problem with math problems is that you can say sixty people died in Gaza and when you to reduce every one of those names to a number, it means way less. That's yeah. what you're doing in the trolley problem when you choose the one over the four. You're reducing every one of those to a single digit and then choosing. Yeah. Spider-Man, wow. <laughs> <laughs> bringing it back full circle. Well, guys, uh, we kind of got off topic, I guess, for a bit, but still on topic in some way. Um, if you guys are interested in listening to some more, we're going to try to do this more uh, more often. Um, so uh, I have the quote of the day still. Oh, that's right. That. That's right. I'm sorry. I almost just. Ended it without Stepped giving Cameron his. We we're going to end thing. most episodes with a, a quote, inspirational, uninspirational, you know, whatever. Just a quote. Look, Mama. So I'm Cameron's got his, his quote of the day for the number one one. I was going to choose a quote that I've loved for a long time. Uh, it's by Theodore Geisel or Doctor Seuss, as most people know him. Uh, it says, that's very controversial. I like the pick. It says, "Be who you are and say what you feel." Because those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. I like that. Nice. It's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. I see a single tear rolling down Cameron's cheek right now. I'm telling you, the man (laughs) was a wordsmith, and he knew how to. He knew. He knew how to. He knew. He knew how to break it. Word wise, he knew how to make words rhymes and 
If, yeah, yeah, if yeah. he didn't know how to rhyme a word with another word, he'd just make one up. Make one. He <laughs> doesn't rhyme. He doesn't rhyme. He wrote my mm. favorite oh, I, I don't care. One fish, two fish. Doesn't rhyme. The Red new fish, stuff doesn't rhyme. Man. No, no, it just. It no, I like that. Resonates. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So the, the people, way that the words are laid out it makes it more memorable it's, and it's makes it like, true, it's like oh, yeah, that yeah. does make sense. The people who are closest to you and care the most about you uh, are generally going to be willing to compromise to compromise and put up with some of your. Your, yeah. your shortcomings, I guess. And on the opposite side, those who do judge you for whatever you're doing don't really matter, you know? I, I have a question before okay. we go. Yeah. So in this trolley problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's really eating you up. No, no. I'm I'm looking at laws like to see if if you were in the same room as somebody, would you be charged with anything? Oh, this is good. Um, so hmm. if you pulled the if you pulled it, would you be aiding in suicide so would you be charged with that i think i don't know i'm not a lawyer this quote uh you know context here we're not lawyers well it depends on if the people put themselves on the track or not um in this in this context if you're on a moving object something you can't stop i think if you make a choice either way they won't you can't be blamed for murder if someone was going to die regardless okay yeah that makes sense i mean if someone else put those people on the tracks then that's I mean, not suicide, but you won't. Be, I mean, but what if what if they were just on it, the track? It would be if the they same were on way. the tracks just to be on there because they were tired of living. I mean, it's technically assisted suicide with a with an object. Well, think of think of but, the reverse. It's technically you can't be charged for negligence either if it's not your trolley and it's like you're just on it. Like yeah, if, if you're, you're just the guy working trolley, there. Yeah. Say everybody just jumped off the trolley and that's why you're the only one. No one's going to blame the passenger for not turning anything in it. That's Sorry, a bad man. idea, by the way, jumping off yeah, of the trolley. Do that. Moving. Do Actually, that. they have a kill switch if the uh, the train <laughs> operator is not in the trolley, so you shouldn't have to worry about this. <laughs> Spider-Man See? would just stop the trolley just so you guys... Yeah, he would he just... He did it, actually. He did, yeah, actually. Yeah, exactly. saved first, it from... Uh, that was one of the Toby greatest McGuire. moments second. of the entire trilogy. There's a second one? Toby Maguire's face yeah. in that one. The That's best. right, he was fighting Doc. Yeah. Yeah. The best one. The uh, best one. The best one? The second one? Oh, the second Spider-Man was the best Spider-Man. I thought so, too. Well... Of the of the first trilogy, I yeah. think of the it is Toby still. McCry's a lot I think I overall, think it's still the best. But as far as action and stuff like that, the other ones did raise the bar, especially like the ones Amazing Spider-Man action yeah. scenes, especially yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. I thought um, Andrew Garfield was better as Spider-Man. He was but very, very I didn't good. think He's that the good. movies were that great. <laughs> no. Yeah, he was a good actor to pick, but the movie, the script was a bad script. I mean, Jamie yeah. Foxx really just killed in a bad way <laughs> the Electro role. <laughs> Um, I thought his performance was good. I think the writing for the character wasn't. Oh yeah, very to good. make him an uh, like a nerd and everything like that, make him a huge cliche. I don't think before he yeah. nerd into a very villain. well. Yeah, that was part of the problem. You can't yeah. make Jamie Foxx a nerd. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> he, he did what he could, man. Yeah. A <laughs> uh, little bit of homework for the audience: you can look up deontology versus utilitarianism and solve this trolley car problem for yourself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Man, first episode in for giving people homework. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Um, Let's wrap this up. Uh, Once again, if you enjoyed the show, uh, we're going to try to put more content out there. And um, enjoy your evenings or your mornings whenever you're listening to this. Have a good day. Bye, everybody.